You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling World. As always, I'm your host, Austin Boyer. I hope everyone is having a great day. We have some breaking news. MJF no-showed at an event this evening. And apparently, he has booked a plane for Sunday morning which could potentially mean that he may not be at double or nothing. Bob Sapp reported this. Um, This is wild. I know that MJF has been in a contract dispute. And it's been reported that his contract is set to expire within 18 months. Now, he still has a lot of time to resign, but the way things are going now, could he potentially be leaving AEW? It's a possibility. But for the fans that came to this event for the meet and greet, I'm told that. Um, there's a, they may have gotten their money back. I'm hope I'm hoping so. You know, um, so for MJF to no show at this event is right before a big pay per view like Double or Nothing is wild. And this is kind of like deja vu with the whole Naomi and Sasha Banks situation, and now MJF doing the same thing and walking out at an event. So, uh, I can imagine that MJF will get some type of heat for this. As he should. Yes, he is one of the top heels in the company, if not the biggest heel at AEW right now. But he should be reprimanded for This, this issue. I, I don't know why I said reprimanded. Maybe I'm, maybe I mean repercussion, repercussions or whatever. I don't know, but um, you know, MJF. If they, if AEW were to happen to 
lose MJF to WWE after AEW losing Cody Rhodes, one of the biggest baby faces, that would be wild. I mean, can you imagine MJF and WWE? I don't want to jump the gun. And I don't want to talk about the possibility of him being in WWE or who he would potentially feud with. Because he still has 18 months left on his contract, which means this could be negotiated. And MJ, excuse me, MJF being the top star that he is on AEW, I don't think Tony Khan would want to lose him. I mean, you can't lose your the biggest star in your company. I think the main feud people are talking about right now in AEW is MJF and Wardlow and how good this feud has been within the last few months. Honestly, the last two feuds MJF has been in in the last few months were great. His feud with CM Punk was great. The promos were great. And this feud with Wardlow is good too. They're booking Wardlow like a monster as they should. They're booking MJF as this god off of hill that he is. And it's great to see Wardlow finally get a big push. After being a part, you know, of one stable in the next. So it is finally good to see Wardlow finally get what he deserves. But if MJF doesn't show tomorrow, will this feud continue? And what kind of repercussions will MJF face upon returning? Now, I I know what a lot of people are probably thinking. We all know MJF is a good heel. Could this possibly be a work? Could this all be, you know, kayfabe? Could MJF be pulling our leg right now? And will he show up tomorrow? It would make sense, you know? MJF getting one over on us, the fans. And I could definitely see it happening, you know? He's such a good heel. But this is a major blow to AEW if this is all true. 
And I feel sorry for the fans because I know MJF is in a contract dispute. But you have to have some sort of professionalism in doing this job. And meet and greets are so so important in professional wrestling because these fans pay their good money. These fans are what makes the stars like MJF, the stars like Chris Jericho, you know, what they are. So MJF doing this is very unprofessional, in my opinion. Should he stand up for himself? Yes, much like much like Sasha Banks and Naomi. But when these fans are paying their good money to see you, there's a problem. Because if this has happened once, it's damn sure to happen again. Now this is the first time we've ever heard of any problems with NJF and AEW. So is this going to happen again if this ever gets resolved and problems come up? I hope not, because MJF stands out in AEW right now. MJF is what makes AEW as good as it is. Not saying the rest of the talent on AEW is worthless or anything, but right now, the Wardlow and MJF feud, that's the best feud on television right now. When it comes to AEW. And it's something that everybody looks forward to. Each week when they tune in. To Dynamite. But it makes me wonder. If MJF. No shows. What will happen to this feud. Because if, if he no-shows tomorrow night, that'll be two events that he missed. Now they're saying he walked out. You know, they're, they're saying, that's what they're saying. Whether you walk out or you no-show, it's unprofessional. If this is all true, the least MJF could do right now is to show up for that event to make up for it. And I'm a fan of MJF. I like his promos. But uh, this kind of puts a bad taste in my mouth right now. He's young, he's talented, 
in the way he's acting, that big push he's getting, that can all go away with this one little mistake. So I'm hoping this gets resolved for AEW. I'm hoping this gets resolved on behalf of MJF's career. Because MJF is talented. You know, like I said, he's so young and he's being compared to the likes of The Miz, the likes of EC3. You know, um, he's made his mark in professional wrestling. And Tony Khan definitely gave him a start. So, I'm hoping this gets worked out. And hopefully we see MJF versus Wardlow tomorrow at Double or Nothing. But we'll see what happens. Again, this could all be kayfabe. This could all be a work right now. Tony Khan could be in on it. But if he doesn't show at the event, I will be reporting it on my podcast tomorrow night to let everyone know that didn't that maybe have missed the event. And we will just have to see what happens. But in other news, guys, apparently the WWE's brand split between Raw and SmackDown is now over. This has been rumored for the last several weeks that WWE would be ending their brand split. I, for one, I'm not a fan of the brand split. I never have been. I do think you should have Raw and SmackDown. You know, separate. You should have the stars on Raw and stars on SmackDown. Keep them separate. But given um, the circumstances with Roman Reigns being a double champion, I kind of see why they're doing it. If that's the reason they're doing it, you know. Um, This definitely you know, could give Roman Reigns some new challengers. It's been rumored that he could be facing Randy Orton soon. Assuming Randy Orton comes back sooner rather than later with his back injury. Um, it was reported the other day that he's 
been injured and he could be out for a little while. So hopefully, from what I've been hearing, that the plan is still to have Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton. But in the meantime, I did hear that we should get Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre soon. But I've also heard that Roman Reigns could potentially be taking time off for a lengthy a lengthy period of time. I've said it in a recent episode that Roman Reigns could could possibly be going to do some movies. You know, as he should, this guy has been the top guy in the company for so many years. He's had a hell of a run as a heel. And if anybody deserves time off, it's the Chapel Chief, Roman Reigns. Um, but I would love to see Roman versus Randy at some point. I would love to see what they could do. I, you know, I want to see Randy Orton become that double champion. I want to see Randy Orton tie or if not beat Ric Flair's record. But with this back injury, it begs the question, how much time does Randy Orton have in the squared circle? How much longer are we going to see Randy Orton? We know his time is numbered in WWE. You know, I think he deserves another title run. Not as a babyface, as a heel. Because if you've listened to my podcast, you know I'm a big Randy Orton fan when he is a heel. Yes, he's good as a babyface. But I like the legend killer. I like the viper. And he just doesn't seem like a viper when he's a babyface. Yes, the RK Bro stuff is great, but I'm waiting for a heel turn, guys. I'm waiting for Riddle to turn on Orton or Orton to turn on Riddle. And with them losing their tag team titles... What better way to do it than now? They don't have the titles on them. You know, pull it off. Because now they're free. You know, if they were the tag team champions, of course they wouldn't pull a hill turn off. But now they don't have those titles. So that sets that could set up a potential heel turn right there. And with Randy Orton being injured and coming back. We, we could get a decent heel turn. We could get a decent feud between Riddle and Randy. That would be awesome. But like I said, could we see... Roman versus Randy, you know, um, I don't know. With Orton being injured and Roman taking time off, 
I assume they can do it later. But who knows if that still be still will be the plan when he returns. When Randy returns. Or Roman. Depending on the time he takes off from WWE. And if he's still a champion or not. Because if by chance Randy Orton does not come back sooner. We could have, you know, somebody take his place and face Roman. There's been talks that we could see Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. They're giving Cody Rhodes this big push. You know, the whole countdown to Cody thing, the big entrance, you know. Well, I'm not all for it. You know, I'm not for the whole countdown for Cody thing. I'm not for the whole, this whole big push of Cody. It seems like this could be the likely option. Now, if anybody were to take Randy Orton's place, if by chance he does face Roman, if it should be anybody, I think it should be Seth Rollins. Or Seth freaking Rollins, sorry. Or I was just thinking the other day, you know, how, how cool would it be to see Kevin Owens become champion again? I think that guy deserves another push. I enjoy every time Kevin Owens is in the ring. I enjoy what he can do. So, if we do have a new champion before Roman, you know, takes off to do movies, I would like to see it be Seth Rollins or Kevin Owens. I doubt that's going to happen. The more likely option is for it to be Cody Rhodes, which is another reason why WB could have done the brand split, you know, to have Cody Rhodes face Roman Reigns sooner rather than later. Maybe by chance, Randy Orton doesn't face Roman Reigns. You know, that's, that's what we're hearing. We're hearing Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton. That's what we've been hearing. We, I heard that they were saving that match for SummerSlam, but being that Randy's potentially injured and may not make it, Cody, Cody Rhodes could be their plan B. Which is why they ended the brand split. But like I said, Roman Reigns being the double champion could be another reason to end the brand split because that gives Roman Reigns many other stars to face. Not just on SmackDown, but Raw. Gives him more options.
So while I would love to see Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens become champion, one of the two, that's not likely to happen. It's probably going to be Cody Rhodes. As much as I hate that, I like I, I'm not the biggest fan of Cody. The promos are good, but man, he is repetitive. Um, the matches he had with Seth Rollins are great. I'm excited for the match at Hell in a Cell. But I don't know. Honestly, I would much rather see Drew McIntyre become champion again other than Cody Rhodes. I would prefer that. And I'm not the biggest fan of McIntyre's a baby face. I'm getting to the point to where I can't even stand McIntyre on my TV because he is just he's boring as a baby face to me. He was so much more entertaining as a heel. And I I think he should be a hill. Turn him hill, do something. Give us a hill turn. Because this whole baby face McIntyre stuff, it's just not working out. But that's that's just my opinion, guys. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see how all this plays out. We still have a lot of time before SummerSlam. There's a lot that could happen. A lot that we could see. But who knows? Honestly, guys, I did not plan this episode. When I read the news break it tonight about MJF, I knew I had to do an episode. I wanted to do some breaking news. I was actually going to do an episode about Control Your Narrative, the new wrestling promotion founded by Braun Strowman, Adam Shear, and EC3. <clears throat> Excuse me, EC3. Because I've watched a little bit of that. And I will be giving my opinion on that soon. So the next episode you see, you'll be hearing me talk about Control Your Narrative and my thoughts on it. I will say it's different. But that's all I'll say for now. One thing I want to point out real quick, if you watch SmackDown, you'll see the big push of Raquel Rodriguez. She teamed up with Ronda Rousey to take on Shayna Baszler and Natalya. The original plan was on SmackDown to have Ronda Rousey versus Raquel Rodriguez. That did not happen. There was interference setting up a tag team match. I don't know what is up with all the interference. They hype up these big matches, these big title matches, just to give us interference. I get that they want to save Raquel Rodriguez versus Rousey for a much bigger event. 
But to hype it up and then go into a tag team match right after, it's just goofy. Why not just do the tag team match all along, you know? Book book that match. If you're going to waste time and do a singles match that you know is going to be interfered and you know you're saving this match for a later date, then why, why book it to begin with? It, it's... I don't understand their way of thinking. Um, I think that was a waste of 15, 20 minutes. Or 10 minutes, if that. When they only have two hours to put on a good show. Um, I think a lot of it is silliness on their part. But I do like the, I, I do like the athleticism of Raquel Rodriguez. She is talented. She's a giant, but she's athletic. Unlike Omos. Um, <laughs> but she's ta- she's talented. She's quick, you know, strong, athletic. If by any chance Ronda Rousey does take time off or does leave WWE, I could see Raquel Rodriguez being the next breakout star on SmackDown. Or both brands determine if they did the brand split or not. Which it's likely happening, but whatever. But I do see her being a top star. Now, I'm assuming they're going to save Rousey versus Raquel for a later date. But the way they're giving her this push, could we see a new women's champion sooner rather than later? Or could this be somebody for Rousey to squash just to make Rousey look strong? I don't know. You know, much like, well, I can't say Lashley versus Omos, um, but I could, I could definitely see that happening. You know, WWE using this to make Rousey look good, or WWE using this to make Raquel their next big star. I think at this point the fans are tired of Ronda Rousey. They don't care if it's a baby face. And that's been the feeling ever since she's come back. They need to book her as a female Brock Lesnar if they're going to do it. The fans hate her, so why not push her at heel? She has the MMA background. Book her as a heel. Make Raquel your top baby face or whatever. And I think that's the problem is that the fans do not have a top baby face. Yes, that Ronda Rousey is WWE's top baby face 
but the fans have turned on her so quickly to, to where it's like she's the heel. So why not turn on her heel? Um, I don't know, guys. I'm hoping Raquel gets a big push. I, I do like what I see. She is very athletic. I'm impressed. So a lot of young talent on NXT that could get a push right now. There's been a lot of call-ups as of late. Um, before I did say I'd like to see LA Knight join the main roster, but now he is Max Dupree or Coupree or whatever, um, which I don't like. But if we're going to get him on the main roster, you know, I guess this is the best we're going to get for now. At least we're getting something, though. I, I prefer him in the ring, like I said, but I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? Anyways, guys, um, Charlotte Flair, she got married to Andrade this weekend. Wedding pics have been posted. So, Charlotte Flair and Andrade, congrats on your wedding, getting married. Who knows when Charlotte will return. Um, obviously, she's taking time off with this wedding. So, in the meantime, you know, what WWE, excuse me, what WWE could do, they could do, you know, Rousey versus Raquel. Rousey goes over, you know, do this feud until Charlotte Flair comes back. Or what they could do, they could do a non-title match at Hell in a Cell. Give Raquel the win. Setting up Raquel versus Rousey for the title. Being that Raquel... Her match was interfered in during her contenders match. That would be the most logical booking at this point. Um, I don't see the point in putting them in tag team matches when they're feuding. That was kind of pointless. I think the women's tag team division is kind of messed up right now. I think they really don't have much of a tag team division. I personally think Shayna Baszler deserves better. I think they have no clue what they're doing with Natalya right now. They, they're they under one tag team to the next. I, I think, honestly, they should put her down in NXT, you know, have her work down there for a while in a, sing, a singles competition because they have no idea how to book her on the main roster. But it is what it is. I mean, they could always fix it, but, you know, WWE these days... Do they fix their problems? No, they just tend to make them worse. But anyways, guys. I just want to take this time to thank you guys for listening to my podcast. Thank you all for supporting me. I appreciate 
each and every one of you. Real quick. Real quick, guys. Um, there's a lot of podcasts out there today. A lot of new great podcasts. And a lot of podcasts that I listen to. So if you are a fan of podcasts, I want you to check out this was a this I want you to, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Tongue tied. I want you to check out this list of podcasts that I'm about to list off. First, check out the Cult Film Companion Podcast. Check out the Manic Pixie Weirdo Podcast. Check out the Fan in the Van Podcast. The Crime Divers Podcast. Sense of... Excuse me. Check out the Sense of Shelf Podcast. As always... Check out my boy Elijah Rogers with the Midwest Marks podcast. Check out the Two Mexicans and One Mike podcast. Great entertaining show, great host. And check out my friend Ted the Hillbilly Hill with the Hill Truth. Ted is a great host. He's very supportive of my podcast. So check out his podcast, The Hill Truth. So please, guys, check out these podcasts as well. Also, check out the Fandalorians podcast. I forgot to mention them. But these guys are a great podcast as well. And give give those podcasts that I just listened. Excuse me. <laughs> Tongue-tied today, guys. I don't know. It's late. I'm tired. But check out those podcasts that I just listened. I just listed. Sorry. <laughs> Doing it again. Um, But yeah, guys, I want to thank you all for listening. Thank you all for showing your support. I'll be back with another episode. If anything exciting happens at Double or Nothing, I will be the first to report it. And I will break it to you tomorrow night. Could we see Wonder Mertenda? Nah, probably not. I ain't going to get your hopes up. (laughs) Um... Anyways, guys, thank you all for listening. Have a good day. God bless and good night.